0: Yeah, That's Babyface. And today is Babyface's birthday. Happy birthday, Babyface. So uh, for the rest of the program, didn't quite fit in the first hour with that conversation about the drama in Tennessee. Not sure it fits here, but we're going to make it fit uh, because we can't miss the birthday of Babyface. And so for the next couple hours, we'll play some Babyface music for you in and out of these segments. Um, so once again, happy birthday to my homeboy from Indiana, uh, Babyface. Talk about a hit maker good lord <laughs> hitmaker, maker baby maker <laughs> he's all that and then some uh so again happy birthday to Babyface! glad to have you tuned in to kbla talk 1580 our phone number 1-800-920-1580 1-800-920-1580 i am pleased to have in studio right now the uh the attorney for the bruce family george fathery the third uh as you uh, may have heard uh finally the city of manhattan beach has apologized um, for the racially motivated and discriminatory condemnation of the property owned by Willa and Charles Bruce, as well as other black families living in Manhattan Beach back in the 1920s. Uh, and um, I wanted to get George Father Reed III here in studio to ask him what of the apology, why so long, what finally made it happen, why did it happen after the sale and the resale, Uh, was it sufficient? No, trust me. I got questions. That's what I do, George. Probably the third. I got questions, man. Good to have you in. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good brother. Good to see you again. And thanks for having me back.
0: My pleasure. Good to see you again. So let me, let me, before I get to this apology, let me go back to our last conversation. The last time I saw you, you were in this very chair and we were having a conversation about the fact that the Bruce family had decided after all the work you did to get the land, uh, back to them, they decided to sell the land back to the family. And as you know, um there was a huge conversation about that um i recall and i'm sure you saw it because you read everything um the new york times called me and wanted to quote me on what i had to say what the audience had to say so the new york times is covering of course the l.a times covering though it became a huge national story that um that the family decided to sell this land back to the county so let me start with um your view your interpretation of what has happened since then uh how the public writ large responded to that take it away
1: yeah yeah thanks for asking about that you know i continue to get get questions mm, and I'm and, sure. and and emails and not all and not all friendly about that um so i appreciate the opportunity to, to start with that you know if you remember in our first conversation when this came up what we talked about was the context mm-hmm. and what we talked about is what a lot of folks don't know is as beautiful and as well located and in uh, such a great position as that piece of property is you actually can't legally do much with that piece of property today it's basically a uh, a parking lot with a great view of the pacific ocean i drove by yesterday i literally right. went there right. yesterday yeah. no it's beautiful yeah. the issue is it's not entitled to do anything really productive and so what you and i had discussed uh when we when we last chatted was in order for the Bruce family to be able to really extract value from that from that property, you need some government approvals and you need approval from the California Coastal Commission uh, which tends to to view development on our state's coastline with uh, you know su- suspectly mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and so you need you need their permission you need their approval and you also importantly need, the approval from the city of Manhattan Beach, which at the time that the Bruce's made this decision, city of Manhattan Beach had never apologized for taking the land Mm -hmm. 100 years prior. And so I think if you put yourself in the family's shoes and you look at, you know, we've got this property back, but in order to to really realize wealth from this property, it could take, I don't know, three years, six years, 10 years, what if there's litigation? What if there's lawsuits? What if there's politics? What Mm -hmm. if there's delay? I think from their perspective, the property was important, but what was more important is what that property represented. Mm -hmm. And what that property represented to the Bruce family was the opportunity to build intergenerational wealth. And so I think if you look at it from that perspective, um, at least for me, it makes sense that they would want to explore alternatives that allow them to not have to wait six years, not wait a decade, not risk lawsuits or litigation, you know, as crazy as it sounds, when, uh, you know, as, as crazy as it sounds, not risk the possibility of another imminent domain action. Mm. Sell that property, take the proceeds and invest it in a way that makes sense for them today. You got to remember, uh, folks got to remember, um, You know, the the heirs, the Bruce heirs are in their mid to late 60s. -hmm. They've gone their entire life without the benefit of the birthright that should have been promised them. And so I think when you look at it from that perspective, um, you can see why it might make sense to sell the property to the county. Who, by the way, the price that the county paid for that property was based on the value of the property if you could get those approvals. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people say, "Well, why'd they sell it to the county? Why didn't they sell it to a real estate developer?" That's a good question. The answer is a real estate developer knows that it could take several years to get this developed. It could cost money. You've got you know you got to pay property tax. You got to pay interest costs. And so a real estate developer would buy the property and they would value it the same. But what they would do is they'd apply a discount, a risk discount, right? And they say, "Look, I you know I agree with you. It's, it'll be worth twenty million if you get all the approvals." But, um, you know, but that's six years off, so I'm going to buy it for $20 million minus 20% because mm-hmm. I've got some risk. The deal that we negotiated with the county was that the county was going to pay the full fair market value for the property, assuming you had the approvals to develop it. So from my perspective, that's a great deal for the Bruce family. I can't get into detail about um, how those proceeds are being used, but what I will say is that a significant portion of those funds have been invested in real estate that now the Bruce family is using to develop and build intergenerational wealth.
0: I take your final comment now, uh, Counselor, to, to, to suggest to me uh, that the answer to this question uh, is is yes. The deal with the county is done. That's correct. The family has been remunerated or compensated. That's right. Okay, got it. All right, so now that that we've covered that ground, uh, I wanted to give him a chance to respond to all the mail that I've received and all the commentary I've heard. And again, the New York Times and others tracking me down to get my take on this. Uh, I knew that he'd been getting a lot of mail. I I could assume that uh, about um, uh, people responding to what they thought of the family's decision to turn around and sell this land back to the county after all they had gone through to, to get the land after it was stolen from them 100 years ago, it seems. So now we've assessed that. Uh, when we come forward with uh, George the III, the attorney for the Bruce family, I want to go directly now to this decision of days ago um, where the city of Manhattan Beach finally uh, apologizes to the Bruce family. I don't get it. I, when, I, when I saw it, I, I, I did not get it. And I still don't get it after the fact. And maybe that's the, maybe that's what I'm not getting. But I want George the III to break down for me how he sees uh, this apology finally coming uh, to the Bruce family, what he makes of it. Is it enough? What happens next? Is there more to be done? Um, just getting started in this hour with George Fathery III, who you're listening to right now on KBLA Talk 15. Let's unpack a little bit more with Tavis Smiley. The conversation continues right now. Right now, It does indeed with George Fathery III, who is the attorney for the Bruce family. So this is a, an hour where we. Uh, where well, we are as promised giving you an update uh, on the bruce's beach situation so again in case you just tuned when george father III the third was last here he was here to discuss uh this huge decision that the bruce family had made to sell the land bruce's beach back to uh, the county of los angeles i was literally going down uh imperial highway yesterday went right by bruce's beach i was literally out that way yesterday and said oh my god i, I was driving uh headed somewhere and kind of knew where I was, wasn't really paying attention, looked up. And I said, man, there it is. And uh, so I put over for a second right there Bruce's Beach. So I had a little moment yesterday uh, in advance of my conversation today with George third. III. Um, but the city of Manhattan Beach, which is the breaking news now, the, the new news, as we say, um, is that the city of Manhattan Beach finally apologized, has finally apologized to the Bruce family. So let me just take a moment here, George. For those who didn't see, didn't hear, what did the city of Manhattan Beach uh, say why did they finally say it, and we'll jump from there?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so that's exactly right. Um, after, gosh, after over a hundred years, or almost a hundred years, the city of Manhattan Beach adopted formal resolutions of apology. And and look, you can you can go online, you could read the the resolutions, but but let me say it was um, it was a real apology. Mm-hmm. It was full throated. It was not one of these, you know, I'm sorry that your feelings got hurt. Mm-hmm. Apologies. This was a Um, You know, apologizing for uh, the city's action in the racially motivated domain, apologizing for the city's failure to prevent other acts of intimidation and harassment and violence that inflicted uh, black residents of of the city of Manhattan Beach in the 19-teens and 1920s. It was an apology for affirmative Uh, resolutions and policies that were passed by the city to make it more difficult for the Bruce's and other black business owners to set up businesses in the 1920s. So, uh, you know, so kudos to the city of Manhattan Beach. It was a it was a real apology. And it happened last week. Here's what's so here's what's curious about it. Um, You know, last summer, when the county was in the process of returning the land, the city the city was quiet. Where mm-hmm. um, or, or the city wasn't quiet, the city had actually debated whether or not to make a formal apology and decided not to, right? They didn't have the votes. Now, something important happened this past November, and that is there was a city election in mm-hmm. the city of Manhattan Beach. And what we saw was, a change in the compen- uh, composition of that that council. And I'm not an expert on Manhattan Beach politics, but my sense is what you saw was that the folks who were elected um, have values that are really more reflective of, I think, the, the today's residents mm-hmm. of, of the city of Manhattan Beach. Mm-hmm. So I think that that election played a part in, 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 in the formal apology. The next thing we saw was uh, about three weeks ago, the city of Manhattan Beach Unveiled a new plaque, um, so so you know your listeners know if you go to the park now. And to be clear, the park is not Bruce's Beach, right? Mm-hmm. The park sits above Bruce's Beach. What's what's interesting is. Uh, When the city took the property from the Bruce's in 1924, the excuse was, we need a city park. We need a park here in the city. That was crazy because you look all around in the 1920s and it's just vacant land, right? It's sand and vacant land. There's no homes. But where did the park have to go? It had to go right where the Bruce's building was. So uh, the city took the the land in the 1920s. In the 1950s, uh, the city of Manhattan Beach had never built a park. Right? There was no park in the 1950s. In the 1950s, someone realized, like, gosh, we better, we better actually put a park up because we said <laughs> that's why we're taking the land. If we don't put a park up, we might be. Yeah. And so in the <laughs> 1950s, they put a park. And if you go out there, it's a crazy place for a park because it's a steep hill. Mm-hmm. So they finally built a park, but the park was not built on the land that was owned by the Bruce's. That's continued to sit vacant. Um, they built the park behind it. So anyways... Um, in the 1980s, uh, a plaque went up that mentioned the Bruce's, and it was, it was, it was a whitewash, right? Yeah. I, I don't know the exact language, but it says something like, you know, what happened to the Bruce family, you know, reflected the views of another time, right? Mm-hmm. Really not taking responsibility. So a few weeks ago, the city of Manhattan Beach unveiled a new plaque that does a much better job telling mm-hmm. the story and owning the city's, the role that the city played. So that was important. What didn't happen... A few weeks ago, when the city unveiled that plaque, was a formal apology, and and it was tricky because if you read the paper that day, what you what you read in the paper was um, Manhattan Beach mayor apologizes to Bruce family. So you thought, oh, there it is, it's mm-hmm. done. When you read the article, it was the mayor personally apologizing mm-hmm. and urging his fellow council members to also apologize. But when they unveiled that plaque, there was no apology by the city. That happened last week.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and aside from the fact that the council has a new makeup, um, what do you think, uh, spearheads, in this present moment, this full throated apology?
1: Yeah, look, I mean that's that's a great question, and in my mind, it's it's the necessity to make that formal apology to be able to move forward, mm-hmm. right? The Man- manhattan beach today is different from the city of Manhattan Beach a hundred years ago. We we know that. We realize that. What is not different is um, the percentage of the city's residents who are African-American, who are black. Manhattan Beach has got one of the smallest uh, black homeownerships in all of L.A. County. It's about a half a percent. Mm. I think the city wants to move forward and wants to move beyond this historical reputation that it's got and issuing a formal... Um, full-throated apology is the first step. Now, I think it's not the last step. I think there's other steps that are important. But I think if you ask me, like, why did they do it now? I think it's to be able to move forward. Yeah.
0: Um, let, let me probe that for a second. Um, and I think you'll appreciate this. I hope you I hope you will at least. I've thought about this any number of times, you know, over the course of my career. I've done so much traveling in this country and indeed around the world. But I, I know America fairly well from just traveling, making appearances and speeches, you know, over the course of my uh, 30-year career now. And I... Can tell you that when there's this pall sort of hanging over a city, it's it's um uh, you can feel it. It's consuming. Know? Exactly. Um I remember years ago when I first started going to Dallas, they were still feeling the assassination yeah. of JFK in their yeah. city. I've been to Memphis more times than I can count. And I'm not sure they've still turned the corner on this yet. Um, but the assassination of Dr. Dr. King, King in right. Memphis, it 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 there's a pall that sort of hangs over right. the city, right? Um, and I hear your point now about Manhattan Beach. To what extent do you think, pardon the pun, that this Bruce's Beach saga gave a black eye to the city of Manhattan Beach? <clears throat> I,
1: look, I think that's right. Now, look let's let's be clear. I'm not here to beat up on the city of Manhattan Beach, sure, sure, and sure. we're we're kidding ourselves if we think that the city of Manhattan Beach is the only city that's engaged in racially Palm Springs, motivated y- your imminent colleague domain. my
0: colleague Ariva Martin That's right
1: he's on the uh, case district, right now district 14 down exactly. in Palm Springs exactly but look what you know you know city of Santa Monica and the 10 freeway the city of Los Angeles like it's um what, what's that movie that won all the uh, all the awards at the Oscars the you know everywhere all the time all at once mm-hmm. so like a, like racially motivated imminent domain was everywhere all the time all at once right mm-hmm. it was it was and so so I'm not here to beat up on the city of Manhattan Beach. In fact, if you look at all the places where the city had racially restrictive uh, zoning laws, where the city, you know, didn't take steps to protect black communities and black families from racially motivated uh, intimidation, uh, it's a short list of cities that have come out and made mm. an, a formal apology. So for that, I think the city deserves credit. Um, I do think I do think they want to get out from under this cloud. Um, i think the apology is an important and the right first step but i think they've got a major opportunity ahead of them if they really want to move forward and mm-hmm. and not just not just remove the black eye get rid of the cloud but if they want to be a shining light to the rest of the country in terms of how to deal with the aftermath mm-hmm. of of racially motivated imminent domain, i think they've got a huge opportunity
0: so yeah i I, th- I think you're right that 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 feeling is is sort of palpable right you can you can you can you know, kind of feel it in the air when you're in these spaces where people sort of feel this drudge still from these uh, bad things, as it were, that happened uh, in in their cities. I guess the question is whether or not, and this is something I saw in the New York Times piece that they were wrestling with uh, in their story, whether or not you think this situation at Bruce's Beach portends something for all those other places, all those other cities that now may be facing a reckoning. We mentioned Arriva Martin. Um, Again, my colleague here on on our station, who is an attorney, a Harvard-trained attorney, uh, representing a case in Palm Springs where they literally just wiped out black and brown people, just, I mean, literally bulldozed, burned down their properties. Yeah. Ugly, vicious stuff, and so she's bringing them to account for that. But to your point, there are a number of places like this. So, I I guess my question is, and we were talking in our first hour. You may have heard some of it. We were talking with Connie Rice, my my contributor, uh, about uh, what's happening in the the Tennessee legislature. And one of those persons, uh, Justin Pearson, was a guest on KBLA yesterday. We were pleased to have him on, and he was saying, "This is it. This is the moment. This is it." and I'm, I'm still hoping he's right about that but is this a moment now vis-a-vis real estate and black people and municipalities is there a reckoning that's forthcoming, you think, around the country because of what happened in Bruce's Beach, because of what you were able to accomplish there? You know, Tavis,
1: look, I uh, unfortunately, I think I'm you know, I'm prone maybe to to a little bit more of your of your skepticism, which is we've had a lot of times where it feels like yeah. this is it. And, yeah. and 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 but I guess how I think about it is not in terms of of kind of one, you know, big step or one big leap. But but we've got, you know, we've got a, a bunch of. Of little moments that that when you add them together, mm-hmm. it shows the progress. So let me let's, let let me say why I think this apology wh- what's significant about it and why it's important. Because I think it's I I, I, th- I don't want people to miss the importance of this. Mm-hmm. In my mind, the ultimate value of the city's apology, and when other you know cities uh, recognize past injustices that that really kind of violate our core constitutional our core democratic principles here's why this is ultimately so important when we recognize what happened we when we recognize the role that the city played in in dispossessing black landowners, black entrepreneurs of this wealth that they were building, Mm -hmm. right? Let's be clear. The Bruce's were successful business people, right? They were wildly successful entrepreneurs. They were building something, you know, that, that, that still today doesn't exist. We don't have a black owned hotel chain, right? Like we talk about the Marriott's and the Hilton's. We should be talking about the Bruce hotel chain. Mm -hmm. They were on their way to building that, um, and, and the city of Manhattan Beach, through that racially motivated image domain action, like ripped that tree out from its roots before it had the chance to, to blossom. Mm-hmm. When we recognize and apologize for that, what we do is we counter the white supremacist narrative that tells us that the way things are today is a function of culture and behavior. Mm. Right? The, the the situation that black folks that the black community finds itself in today that's just a it's a it's a matter of choices that those folks have made. It's a matter of, of behavior and culture and values. We know that's not true. Mm-hmm. And when we recognize the role that our government played in dispossessing black people and robbing black families and black. it's not just the Bruce's right who Mm -hmm. lost something. There were other black homeowners who had moved to Manhattan Beach who had built homes there. They lost their homes, right? The Johnson's, the Patterson's, the Prelu's, the Sanders, they lost their homes there. Think about the employees that worked at Bruce's beach. Think about the young, the black families that went and they were inspired to see black business owners and black entrepreneurs being successful. Like this was not a, a, a singular loss. This was a loss for for the community and by recognizing that and owning the role that the city played it's an important counter to the white supremacist white supremacist narrative of how we ended up where we are today
0: that 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 uh, brings me to two questions that I want to uh, uh, put Before you when we come forward after news traffic and sports one is you mentioned moments a moment ago I've said on this program before this won't surprise those who listen to me regularly, which I hope is you 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 and you Um, But I believe that moment that that movements in our country are very rare movements are rare And here's my here's my analysis the way I see it my frame You have a moment if you're lucky that moment or moments to your point plural those moments build momentum and That momentum can lead you into a movement. It's moment its momentum and its movement when it comes to this issue of dispossessed land by black people where are we on that on that spectrum moment momentum movement given what happened at Bruce's beach that's the first question then i want to ask when we come forward as well whether or not the apology is enough i saw your piece in the la times the opinion piece you wrote and i want to ask whether or not you think the apology by the city of manhattan beach at this point is enough we're talking with the attorney the fine attorney for the Bruce family, George Father III, who you're listening to right now on KBLA Talk. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match.
1: Hey,
0: hey, I'm Tavis Smiley. Our guest in this hour is George Father III. We're glad to have him and glad to have you. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580. And we are continuing our conversation now about this new news uh, regarding uh, um, the Bruce family of uh, Bruce's beach frame. Um, recently, the city of Manhattan Beach, after all these years, 100 plus years, finally decided to apologize to the Bruce family. I, let me ask a quick question before I go back to the things I said I wanted to get to about uh, moment and momentum and movement and whether or not the apology was enough. Um, do you think this apology had anything to do? You're a lawyer. I'm not. Did the timing of the apology have anything to do with legal issues that they might have gotten caught in the crosshairs of it. So they waited till everything was completely done. That is to say, even after the family had sold it back to the county, and now we can issue an apology. We're completely out of the woods now. Was there any, am, am I missing something legally here that, that, that preempted them, or kept them, rather, from apologizing prior to? Uh, uh,
1: uh, yeah, I think that's a great question. Again, I'm not an expert on on Manhattan Beach politics. From what I've read and from what I understand, one of the major concerns that the council had had historically around coming forward and issuing a formal apology is they were worried that if they did formally apologize, they would open themselves up and subject themselves to some some legal liability. Ding,
0: ding, 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 right. ding, ding, ding. So, so historically,
1: <laughs> I think that was a concern. Yeah. Yeah. What, I, what I've read and what I've seen is that the city's attorney advised the council That he really didn't think that there was precedent for that. In in other words, the city attorney told the council, "I don't think that's a risk. I don't think the mere act of of issuing an apology for something that happened in the city a hundred years ago will open up the the city to to potential liability." But
0: to your point, but to your point, not to cut you off, to your earlier point, there were families other than the Bruce family. Well,
1: and so and so that's the other piece, right? Is when you talk about, well, now they're in the clear. Eh, not not necessarily. Mm. right? I mean, the Bruces got the property back. The Bruce family, though, by the way, they got the property returned. Um, they never received compensation for the value of the business that was lost right so that's outstanding and then you've got these other black families the uh the preludes the pattersons the johnsons and the sanders who also lost their property in that imminent domain action and has not you know have not received uh you know in current day have not received that land back or compensation
0: of those five or six families how then did the bruce family become this the epicenter of the story
1: yeah great great question so the difference is The property that was owned by the Bruce family uh, was transferred in the 1950s from the city to the state of California as Mm -hmm. part of our our Coastal Commission Act. Mm -hmm. In the 1980s, that property was uh, transferred from the state of California to the county of Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So the difference is L.A. County owned the land that was returned to the Bruce's, the city of Manhattan Beach still owns the land that was taken from the other black families Mm.
0: so what you're telling me then i'm sorry i never know where these answers are going to go i'm just asking questions right what you're telling me is that the city of manhattan beach then has formally apologized to the bruce family um but they didn't control or own the bruce family land anyway they have not as yet publicly apologized unless i'm missing something about the apology to the they, other families, they did. They did. They, okay. they apologized,
1: but but I know where you're going with it. You see where I'm going, right? right? That's, they, why,
0: that's why you're a brilliant attorney. <laughs> you can see where I'm going yeah, with this case, no, yeah. and,
1: and look, and that's and that's what I want to talk about. Like, right. so the city of Manhattan Beach has apologized to the black families that lost their land, including the Bruce family, but the other the other families that we mentioned. Um, what they have not done uh, is is indicated that they intend to return that property, which is still owned by the city. Mm. It makes up the top block of that of that beautiful city park. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a park that is enjoyed by residents of the city of Manhattan Beach today and others who go and visit. The city owns that property. And, and I think, here's what I think. I think there is a tremendous opportunity for the city of Manhattan Beach not only to, you know, to, uh, you know, to, to remove the black eye or remove the cloud, but to really show leadership and in really inspire our country, inspire a nation by not just issuing the formal apology, but by returning that land or compensation for that land mm-hmm. to the families who lost it. Mm-hmm. That's the opportunity.
0: Um, that takes us to our question uh, of, of a moment ago, at least the issue that we raised of moment or moments that build momentum, that can lead to a movement. Movements, as I repeat, are very rare in our country. Um, but where do you see us on this spectrum vis-a-vis Manhattan Beach? Put another way, now that they've issued this formal apology, um, is it likely that these other families will start to get some respect, as it were?
1: You know, look, that's that's my hope. Um, it, it, the answer to the question of is it likely, you know, that depends on our elected officials Mm -hmm. right so we do have these moments we've got los angeles county under the the stewardship and leadership of of supervisor han and supervisor mitchell who really you know kind of took the baton and 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 for the first time in our country's history returned land to the bruce family so we had that moment you've got the city of santa monica Mm -hmm. right which has acknowledged uh its role in racially motivated, eminent domain to make room for the 10 freeway. Mm -hmm. And it has now implemented a program where it's, it's developing affordable housing and it's offering priority to people who... Who lost their property, or if your ancestors, if your grandmother, your mother lost her property as a result of the uh, the city's racially motivated eminent domain uh, taking to make room for the ten freeway, you've got priority for that housing in City of Manhattan Beach. You've got other cities, the city of Evanston, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really has has implemented what I think is the first um, local reparations program. That's correct. Where they're offering black residents. Um, Uh, You know, uh, I think it's up to twenty five thousand dollars to make home repairs or to make down payments, right down payment assistance. So we've got these uh, moments. And what we need is we need we need two things. We as a community, black and white, um, we need to come together and we need to demonstrate to our local uh, local and elected officials. Um, that this is what we demand, mm. that this is what we want. And then we need leadership, right? Mm. We need leadership from our, our, our public officials, from our elected officials to continue this momentum.
0: So I think I hear you saying this, although I'm, I'm I'm loathe to put words in the mouths of attorneys, I think are you suggesting to me that you don't think the apology is enough?
1: No, look, the apology is an important start for the reason that we discussed, right? Is it undermines and it corrects, it reverses, it disabuses us of this this white supremacist narra- narrative of like how we got to where we are. Mm-hmm. We know that's not true. Mm-hmm. We know that black people, not just the Bruces, all throughout this country, uh, we owning property, we're building wealth. And the condition that many people in the black community find themselves in today with respect to the gap in home ownership, the gap in Uh, in family wealth, it's got a sole cause. And that cause has been racially discriminatory actions and policies by our government at every level, Mm -hmm. local, state, and federal, directed and intended to dispossess black people of land, which directly prevents creation of wealth. And the transfer of intergenerational wealth—that's the cause. It's not behavioral. It's not cultural. Yeah. Um, you know, since my involvement with the Bruces had had been made public, Tavis, I receive an email or a voicemail every day mm. from all over the country, and and they're the exact same. Attorney Fathery, my great grandmother owned forty acres of oil property in Louisiana. When her husband died, they forged his name on the deed and they stole his property. Mm-hmm. Attorney Fathery, we had 100 acres of farmland in South Texas, and the sheriff came with guns and dogs and said, if we didn't leave the land, there'd be trouble. Like, this happened everywhere all the time. And it's it's that recognition. We need to understand how we got today. And the reason we got to where we are today is because of these, these racially discriminatory policies. Mm-hmm. So...
0: No, I'm sorry. That's that's the issue I was raising earlier about about moment, momentum, and movement. What do you think we are on that spectrum right now, given these issues that you're getting letters about all across the country every day?
1: You know, look, so we're definitely in the moment phase here. And one thing that I think about is, you know, I think back to, to May 25th. 2020 Mm -hmm. when we all watched uh george floyd brother george floyd be murdered Mm -hmm. and what you saw then right that was that was one in a in a in a uh, culmination of moments and you saw that um moment um really accelerate the momentum Mm -hmm. right not just here in the country but but globally you know i worry that 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 momentum really never fully translated into a movement Mm. and and one of the things that you know and, and and evidence of that now is you you read about um you know different states uh you know banning diversity equity and inclusion programs you read about companies who were who were cutting those programs and laying those folks off that's right um we never you know we saw that momentum and we never fully channeled that into a movement that reformed you know how we police our communities that um you know, that that compensates, uh, you know, uh, you know, black people for for what they lost due to racially discriminatory uh, policies and practices. So my hope is we're very much in the in the moment phase. Right. And what we need to get from moment to moment to build momentum yeah. is really our collective support.
0: Right. Let me uh, let me do this when we come forward. um here on KBLA Talk 1580, with our guest George the III, the attorney for the Bruce's uh, family, the Bruce family in the of Bruce's Beach fame in Manhattan Beach. He, he raised the R word, and I, I thought I might get there first. He beat me to it. Uh, the R word being, of course, reparations, and he used um, uh, the city of Evanston, Illinois, as an example. It indeed it is, I think, the best municipal example of reparations in the country. And I want to ask George the III a question about what he thinks this Bruce's Beach family saga means or will mean to the reparations movement writ large. And I asked that with this as the backdrop right quick. So Stephen Bradford, state senator, who you know and I know was in that chair some weeks back, and he said that he doesn't see the Bruce's Beach saga through the lens of reparations because their stuff was stolen from them. Uh, and so you you see where I'm going yeah. here. All right, yeah, uh, he sees it differently, but I want to get your take on uh, what the impact of at least this land being rightfully returned to the to, to those persons who duly owned it a uh, hundred years ago. What impact, if any, does he think that has on the reparations movement as we move forward? And of course, not lost on any of us, the California is leading the nation in this conversation about reparations. You're listening to George the III on KBLA Talk 1580. That's all. At KBLA Talk 1580, we do more than just talk. You got a big mouth. Hello, Joe. You're up. Welcome. We're unapologetically progressive and we don't black down. George Fathery the Third is our guest. I'm Tavis Smiley. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. George Fathery the Third is the family for the Bruce's uh, Bruce family, uh Bruce's Beach fame. And as you heard moments ago, is getting letters every day, which does not surprise me, from black folk all across America who have same stories, similar stories, what happened to their families years ago. We've been talking whether or not this is a, a moment that can build momentum and lead to a movement uh, where black people who've been dispossessed of their lands can start to get them back. We will see what the future holds in that regard. Uh, but I do want to ask him, since he went there first with the R word, reparations, uh, what impact do you think this saga, the Bruce family saga, has had or will have on the reparations debate, uh, and again, quoting my friend, uh, State Senator Steve Bradford, he doesn't really see the reparations because the land was stolen from them, which makes it a little different. But what's your take on
1: it? Yeah, look, I, I, I agree with my friend, the Senator uh, Senator Bradford. A, 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 as an attorney, I try to I try to use uh, words precisely, mm-hmm. and so as I understand the origin of, of the term reparation, that was supposed to be compensation. For centuries of chattel slavery, mm-hmm. right? When you when you look back at, at the at the promise of forty acres and a mule, that was reparations uh, uh, in exchange for the the forced labor. The situation we've got with Bruce's Beach and the land that was owned by, uh, you know, by, the, by the other black families who lived in Manhattan Beach, I consider that more restitution, mm. right? So this was property that was wrongfully mm-hmm. taken and we're giving it back or we're not giving the property back, but we're giving compensation account. To me, that's restitution. And, and here's what I'll say about you – know, I get asked all the time, is, is Bruce's Beach, is that a model, Mm-hmm. My answer is yes and no. So there, there, are, there are pieces of what we were able to do with Bruce's Beach that, that I think are a model. And, and the first piece is is the story, mm-hmm. right? Is that narrative, making sure that people understood what happened. That's, that narrative is important. So that's a model. The, the part that I, I, I'm not sure is a model is this idea of doing this on a one-off basis, mm-hmm. right? When you looked at, at the actions that our government took to dispossess black people, of, of property and the ability to generate wealth, they did not act on a one-off basis, right? They had, um, we had racially restrictive covenants, we had discriminatory zoning policies, we had racially restrictive eminent domain that condemned entire communities, entire blocks. We had redlining, which mm-hmm. was supported by the government. And so the solution that we need is not going back and picking off kind of family by family who suffered this unique specific industry or, in, I'm sorry, injury. Mm-hmm. We need a more comprehensive restorative solution, right? And what I – and I, I think that, you know, um, the form that should take is enabling black families – to own real property to own homes we need down payment assistance we need interest rate subsidies right some for you know for 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 various reasons some of us don't have the same credit as other folks have and so um, we had to pay a higher interest rate when we get a home loan we need subsidies to subsidize an interest rate um, we need you know safety nets when we have a mortgage right we don't have the same wealth creation and wealth accumulation in our families and communities so if somebody has a bad month they lose a job they've got an expensive medical bill and we miss a mortgage payment right that can lead to foreclosure we need some cushion to protect that so i think we need those types of of really global and blanket solutions as opposed to looking at this on a family by family one-off basis
0: the other thing i'd add to that model that i would add i want to get your take on in our final moments with you uh george Bobby the third um is uh I'd add to your to your frame about the model is that in this instance, government. I'm talking now about the county, not about Manhattan Beach. Government did the right thing. That's, that's right. part of the model. Absolutely, you you have to have a, a, an institution that's willing to do the right thing. In this instance, L.A. County stepped up Holly Mitchell, Janice Hahn, and did the right thing. I don't know how we get to where we need to go if we're working with institutions that don't want to do the right thing. We'll come to that when we wrap this conversation in a moment on KBLA Talk 1580. Our remaining moments, that is, easy for me to say, with the family attorney for the Bruce family, George the III, three minutes left. Let me just ask this quick question, get out of your way, and give the rest of the time to you. Um, this model only works if you have L.A. County types across the country. That is to say local or regional or municipal governments who are willing to do the right thing like L.A. County was.
1: That's Look, that's exactly right. And let me, let me tell you my view. Of why that's important right and I think you know I think folks feel like well that's just important for the Bruce family or it's just important for the black community it's important for all of us here's why once we acknowledge the role that our government played in dispossessing black families of property ownership in preventing black families to create and build and pass on intergenerational wealth if we acknowledge that but then don't take any restorative steps, Mm -hmm. we don't take any restorative actions, that actually weakens our democracy, Mm -hmm. right? We start to lose faith Mm -hmm. in the integrity of our governmental institutions. And Tavis, the reverse is true. If we have our government um, acknowledge that it acted in ways that violate our core democratic principles... And then the government takes, you know, they, they couple that apology, they couple that acknowledgement with action, with restorative action, giving land back, creating funds to support black homeownership. That strengthens our democracy. We have faith in the legitimacy of our governmental institutions. And so, you know, look, not every city or county across the country is like LA County, but that's okay. We don't need them to be right now. We've got plenty of elected officials who are courageous, who want to do the right thing, not just for black families, not just for the black community, but they want to do the right thing for the sake of our democracy. And we can start with them.
0: Yep. Uh, Dr. King used to always say that the time is always ripe, R-I-P-E, to do what is right. The time is always ripe to do what is right. And we will see if the the success of the Bruce's Beat saga will lead uh, uh, us from moment to momentum uh, to movement. Uh, where uh, black people's dispossessed lands are concerned. But uh, if George Fathery's inbox is any indication of all the work that is to be done to get black folk back what was stolen from them, um, then uh, there is a, a lot of work uh, ahead of us. Uh, George, good to have you on. Thank you thank for you, your brother. work and witness on this uh, in this particular arena and for your work on the, on behalf of the Bruce family. And thank you for always considering KBLA when it comes time for these conversations.
1: It's my pleasure. Thank you for doing what you do.
0: Appreciate you, sir. Good to have you on. Hour three of Tavis Smiley after news, traffic, and sports on KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.